0: A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life
1: was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Done.
0: Yeah. Welcome to another me- episode of Misfits and Rejects. It's an exciting moment, folks, because this is very impromptu. And I'm sitting here with Mandy Jonnier, a beautiful human being who I've met over the last few months here in Higante, Nicaragua, who I was sitting at the bar tonight at this really lovely establishment that my friend owns uh, called Juntos. And I saw this just gleam in her eye because Mandy has come here, left her imprint on the environment, but it now is, is leaving. And I know there's more for her here than meets the eye. And I kind of want to just capture her impression and where she's going and when she's going to come back. So Mandy, welcome to the show. I'm super happy to have you.
1: So, so thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, of course. I mean, awesome. this is an exciting moment. Like I said, we're sitting there having a drink. It's late. We've the bar's kind of closing. I guess we're at a whiskey bar, <laughs> if you will. Our version of it's a rum bar here in Nicaragua, and, like, it's your last night. Like, how does it feel?
1: My last night here, oh, man. I guess uh, I've been here for eight months. It's just been a trip. You know, I came here originally just because I had a few friends who were running, actually, this establishment here. They were They're running Juntos. They're back home at the moment to make some money, but so Ivan and Leslie, I've known from Ottawa, um, for about four or five years now. And so, um, about three years ago, they wanted me to come when they were here running Brio, another hotel just up the street and they wanted me to do, um, some sort of yoga, uh, gig, but, uh, it just wasn't right timing. And so there was a little bit of a pause on that. And, um, and so I decided that on my way down to Costa Rica, which is my final destination, I, um, I stopped through and I flew into Managua instead of San Jose as I regularly do. And, uh, yeah, so I came to Higante, had no expectations, just kind of showed up. I didn't even tell Ivan or Lester that I was coming. I just took a taxi from, I, I was coming from Ometepe, so from Ometepe to here, and, um, I hadn't, I hadn't seen the ocean yet, right? So I had just been at the lake of Nicaragua. And so when I, landed here in Higante, i was so mesmerized by you know by the ocean so i'm looking over to the right as we're traveling through the town and uh, i just happened to be drawn to look over to the other side of the road and sure enough i i didn't see ivan or leslie i actually saw mila who was her well who is her their little baby daughter who at the time i think was about six months old and uh you know, from Facebook and Instagram, all of these photos. I actually recognized Mila, and she was in the hands of um, one of the lovely Nicaraguan ladies who who takes care of her while she's here. And I, I so I recognized this little six month old baby, and I said, "Taxi stop!" You know, I found my place, I found my home, and I just rolled out my wheelie suitcase and and uh, showed up here at this at this place here. So I, this is my first home in in Higante. And uh, so sure enough, Ivan and Leslie, it took them a minute, even whenever I did see them. It's like they, they were so not expecting someone from their home to be here that it, it, they looked at me for a solid, like, what, what felt like probably 10 seconds but it was probably, you know, two or so. But they just looked at me like, oh, hey, whoa, like, what are you doing here? So it was lovely, and it was so nice to have, um, you know, a way to get in touch with Higantes community you and know you ver-
0: had not plan on coming to work here you just visiting friends
1: just visiting at this point yeah i had no expectations i was just passing through i was actually never intending to come back it was just a visit and uh and so yeah i ended up staying here for about 10 days i think was my little visit and so i met i met all of the you know the expats the people who make this town what it is you know people who actually care and really put their heart and souls into this place, um, which was a blessing in disguise. At, at that point, I didn't know that I was going to be coming back. I just I just thought, okay, great, you know, I'm spending 10 days and you know, I'm meeting all these great people. And then sure enough, I went on my way and I went to Costa Rica and, you know, yada, 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 you fast forward about six weeks and uh, sure enough, I landed this job at Aqua, which is just at Rodonda Bay, the next beach over from Gigante.
0: How did you apply for that job? Like, how did you land that job?
1: So that job was, well, funny enough, it was just one random pizza night, Friday night in Higante. Everyone Huntos, goes to Juntos. That's right, right? That's the place to go. And so we're all sitting at Juntos and I, uh, I ended up meeting, like I said, so I'm meeting all of the, the locals and all the people that live here. And so I met, um, a couple that were the yoga teachers for Aqua. And uh, there was a lot of synchronicity and serendipity. Um, I was actually already following them on Instagram, but I had never met them. had no idea they were even in Gigante. It was just totally a fluke. And uh, sure enough, you know, we geeked out on yoga for a little bit, and we talked about yoga, and we discovered that, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm already kind of... In, in tune with what you guys are doing and, and your style of yoga and all of this. And, and then six weeks later, I'm, I'm in Costa Rica and I'm just looking on this website called Yoga Trade. And it's, uh, it's a website that just pretty much promotes yoga jobs all over the world. Uh, usually just, you know, you trade yoga classes for room and board. And so sure enough, I find, um, Aqua this is random. Like you were
0: just looking for a job in the area, right? in
1: the area. I'm in Costa Rica. Right. So I'm like in the country over. And then, so I ended up finding this position on yoga trade saying, Oh, you know, yoga wellness, uh, coordinator for aqua wellness resort.
0: Where you already knew Christian and Chloe were working there.
1: Exactly. And then, so I'm like, Whoa, I know this place. I clicked on the link and sure enough, you scroll down at the end of the, at the end of the explanation of the position, it signed off Chloe. And so, you know, again, just serendipity. And it was just totally just in my path. You know, I totally believe in if it's in your path, it is your path. You just, you have to be open to sometimes things aren't going to work out exactly how you think it's going to work out. I thought that I was moving to Costa Rica for good, that I was going to live there. I sold my apartment. I, you know, got rid of my, at that time, three jobs. Mm-hmm that I was you know running a rest I was running a, a a store working at a restaurant and also doing yoga on the side so it was a lot to spare myself of but I had the intentions of just kind of being open to what was going to happen and uh yeah and but I had no idea that it was going to bring me back to Igante, Slay. which I think is such an, an incredible story of like how I actually landed this place because yeah yoga trade is a very popular website, you know, and in, when I applied, when I applied, there was, it was two days that this position had been up. And, uh, you know, sure enough, later on, when Chloe and I started to become friends, she, she was like, dude, I had 70 applications in two days. But the fact is you had been here you've met the locals, you have friends, you have family here. You have already kind of created your roots in this town, you know. Um, and so that was the biggest thing for her was, of course, I was qual- qualified, but mainly was that um, that I was going to be comfortable here mm-hmm. because it, it's not, you know, it takes all kinds of people in this world. And this town is not for, for everybody because, you know, you have to be open to leaving a life, but also you need to be open to creating a new life because you really do in this town. You, you meet people and they become your family. Every time you see them, there's, you know, there's a kiss on the cheek and a hug for everybody in that room. And that's, I've never experienced that in, in anywhere else that I've traveled.
0: That's beautiful. Let me just touch base or go back a little bit to dig a little deeper into like, you said you were going to Costa Rica. We we now realize like the influence yoga has upon you and you have on the world of yoga um, and your travels have been taking you to Costa Rica for how many years
1: uh, it'll be four years in January
0: and have you been going down as an instructor or was this just like both you, okay you're going down as an instructor and as a student of and as yoga? a student yeah and then through this website and the serendipitous moment of having this friendship connection here in Igante and then seeing a, a job opportunity in this region, you came back to Higanti and then wound up staying eight months.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then so with the job opportunity that you did take, what was that like? And how did in, that play out?
1: You know, I had I had no expectations. I think is is kind of been my theme for 2017, you know, in my lifetime. This, you know, this past year has just been very much just go, just go and see, you know. And so I had no idea. And even though I had spent 10 days, you know, six weeks before in Higante meeting people, I had never actually stepped foot on Aqua Wellness Resort property. So I had no idea what I was actually stepping into. Um, and then sure enough, as soon as I got there, there was more serendipity. There was more kind of synchronicity. Um, The actual general manager of the entire resort is from my city. He's from Ottawa, Canada, which is like, what? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're in Nicaragua and you're, you're, and it's funny because whenever we met Chloe, you know, she trained me. She was showing me the ropes and she's showing me around the land and, and so, and she's from France. So she's French and I'm French Canadian. So when she introduced me to Christian, who was the general manager, She's, and she's like, oh, yeah, Christian, Mandy, Mandy, Christian. Actually, Christian, uh, Mandy's French Canadian, just like you. So that was kind of a shock. I'm like, oh my God, you're French Canadian? Like, you know, it was just another, another reason why I felt comfortable to be here. And, um, sure enough, uh, he's like, oh, where are you from? And I just said, oh, you know, generalization. Oh, I'm between Montreal and Ottawa, Mm -hmm. which is what I say when you're traveling. And he's like, where? Try me. <laughs> and I said, Cornwall? He's like, great. And then I'm like, oh, where are you from? And instead of just saying, like, oh, I'm also from Ottawa, you know, he, like, names me an intersection in Ottawa, which was just a trip. So I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, I get my Tim Hortons there on that corner every day, right? So we became very, very close. And um, so I – but also I think I just really grew – in the sense of, as a yoga teacher, you know, it's been something that I've known was my calling since the first time I took yoga. Um, I actually, the first time I, I, I practiced yoga was um, due to some unfortunate events. My dad, who's still alive, but he, he was diagnosed with ALS. He's, he's, he's sick. So he was actually diagnosed when I was 14. So I guess it's 14 years ago now. Wow. Um, and he was, he was told he had two years to live. So he did a, you know, a total 360 in his life. He went from being a detective constable, Ontario provincial police officer, you know, who ate burgers and was stressed out all day long and, you know, didn't believe in any spirituality or, or yoga or, or energy healing or any of that. And, uh, I, yeah, I'll never forget it. One day he, he came home with a, yoga dvd and you know it's before facebook or any you know social media with all of their you know it's very um, exposed now yoga practices or yoga sequences online it's very trendy exactly so this is before before it was trendy i guess kind of sound like a hipster now Mm -hmm. but (laughs) and uh, so he brought home a dvd and he said he was feeling a little bit awkward and he's like would you want to practice with me and And we did, and, um, it changed my life, you know. So since the age of 14, I've known that this has been something I've wanted to do. And I've dealt with, you know, I think that we all kind of have that, um, that insecurity of, of, Oh, is, you know, am I right for this? Am I good enough for this? Is this, can I actually create the dreams that I want to do? You know, and uh, I just kind of trusted it. And I went off to university because that was my next step in my life, and I, I've i kind of planned everything around um, my passion for yoga. So I, I took psychology and philosophy, so I have a double major in philosophy and psychology, and everything that I've learned, has, I've always kind of brought it back to yoga philosophy and yoga psychology, because in the end, We're all just trying to be at peace. And I think the main thing when it comes to being at peace with ourselves is loving ourselves and taking the time to, you know, I always say in classes sometimes, you know, yoga is kind of like a speed bump in your life. It's a speed bump. You slow down and you really take in what's happening in your mind, in your body, in your spiritual path, you know, and, and they say that when you're working on one, you're actually working on all three. If you're working on your body, you're creating serotonin. You're also working on your mind because your mind becomes clearer in that sense. And if you're doing therapy, let's say, and you're working on your, just your mind, you're also relaxing your body. So there's a very intricate relationship between the body and the mind. And, and this is becoming a lot more you know, common facts and not just like hippie talk, you know, mm-hmm. mind-body connection. Like it it's, it's, it's there, it's evident. Um, so I, yeah, I kept studying psychology, philosophy, um, and eventually decided to do my YTT, my yoga teacher training. And there was a little bit more synchronicity in, in, in that experience too. I, I always thought that I would end up in, um, Thailand or maybe Indonesia to do my training, you know, really go to the source of where this 5,000 year old practice, you know, really started. Um, but a couple things kind of shifted me to head to Costa Rica. And so I decided to just do it. I went and I did my training and it was just the most magical experience I could ever do—it's beyond anything, you know. I've done therapy, and like I said, I've, you know, I've done five years in psychology and philosophy. But like, really immersing yourself in the practice of yoga is what I think is, is the most therapeutic thing you can do for yourself. And so it was 31 days, um, 200 hours in 31 days. So it ends up being about uh, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. So, you know, it's a dedication and, but you just, you learn so much about yourself and, and you trust yourself. And like I said before, it's all about just falling in love with yourself and trusting yourself and, and realizing that, you know, I think a lot of people deal with this, even if it's just subliminal or subconsciously, there's this like very subliminal or subtle, um, paranoia in the back of our minds like something has to go wrong or like you know if something's really feeling right you know whether it's a friendship or a relationship or a job or whatever I think that we all have a tendency to even whenever things are going right to be like well this isn't going to last forever so like obviously right something's got to go wrong soon right Mm -hmm. so like and then you and then you're, you're jumping out of the present moment in paranoia, and uh, one of the first things that we learned in my YTT was pronoia. So it's the idea that even though it's just as much as an, an illusion as paranoia, pronoia is the fact that you th- you can expect or you think that the universe is always conspiring in your favor and not against you. And so all you can do is is fall in love with yourself and. Listen to that little voice inside of you because no one has ever said, Oh, I wish I never listened to my intuition. Never, right? Anytime you get that little gut feeling, you just got to follow that. So whether that's, you know, um, traveling, you know, diving into a town that you've never been in and you find this miraculous connection with Chloe and Christian and it brings you to where you are right now. Or it's a job, or it's whatever. You just gotta kind of trust that the universe has got your back. So I think that was something that I, I adopted in my YTT, and then I ended up going back the following year at the same time. So a whole three sixty-five, and I I actually assisted my teacher, so I was on the other side of the program. So I I got to see how. She um, organized every single day, because as you're a student, this is how she planned it. Obviously, I don't know how other YTTs are organized, but every single day just flowed into the next so beautifully, and the students are always in the dark about what the next day is going to be, because it provides that kind of sacred space to be able to just stay present with what's actually happening instead of projecting yourself forward of like, Oh oh my gosh, what am I going to learn tomorrow? So every day is kind of a mystery. And so being able to see how my teacher makes that magic happen really, really influenced and motivated and inspired me to, um, do what I've just created. So I, I just did my first, um, well, little bit of a backtrack. I, I've been working at Aqua for six months. It was a six month contract. Once we did, me and Chloe connected and we locked it down and I, I came back here. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been such a beautiful growing opportunity, I guess for me because, you know, teaching at a studio or, you know, teaching in any kind of space, confined space, that's not your own you know even if it's subconsciously you end up kind of molding to what you think people expect of you and then you kind of lose a little bit of genuinity you lose a little bit of your soul there and i think my my greatest benefit or the thing that i'm most grateful for in this past six months is the fact that i was able to just be completely myself. You know, it was an open platform.
0: Is that, the first in, time? Is that the first time ever?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've worked in studios. I've worked at hotels, mm. you know. But working on a platform, just facing the ocean where, you know, Aqua really just, like, trusts you. So they gave you the opportunity to just kind of do what you want. Um, I was really able to find my niche, my brand, my actual flavor, you know
0: cuz yeah you just hosted your first ever retreat retreat
1: yeah so after and and so i had only been here about uh i'd say a month and uh so going back to the whole pronoia thing you know i've i've been wanting to do yoga teacher trainings or well eventually yoga teacher trainings but yoga retreats since i was 14 since i first did yoga in my life and uh so i i just pretty much got the balls to fucking ask. Hey, is this doable? Like, can I host a retreat in September before I leave? I've never done it. I'm still a new teacher. Can I do this? And sure enough, my boss, who I, have, I had a great connection with, um, was like, yep, yeah. totally supported me. And you know, he he really just said, yeah, you know, do do you really just trust yourself and trust that. It's going to work out, you know, you might not have, you know, I'm, I'm still very new in the whole sense of, um, marketing myself and, you know, the whole Instagram and Facebook game. I'm just, I'm shit at marketing myself because I, I think it's still strange to me to kind of be like, Oh, let's come be all Zen with me. You know, it's a a weird ego feels like absolutely. And Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing to market. Mm -hmm to try to I'm trying to get people to find themselves that's my that's my deepest goal is that I want people to find their own self-love and their radical self-acceptance and their peace and so that's that's a really strange thing to try to market I mm-hmm. guess so I'm still dealing with that but all to say um I I did everything I could and and I did it I I hosted my first retreat i just finished two days ago uh it was a five night six days i had two lovely ladies join me friends of mine from um you know different tracks of my life and uh i really just found my flavor like i said i found exactly what it is that i'm looking to provide to the world and that's i think that's that's What everyone's dharma, or you know, uh, life purpose, is is to just find what it is that lights up your soul Mm -hmm. and just trust that that's good enough. Yeah. And just do that.
0: So then what now? I mean, you have to go home tomorrow.
1: And now I go home tomorrow. Yeah. What does
0: that mean in the whole scheme of Mandy and her?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's my. That's my question. I've been writing in my journal for a couple of days, like, what, what's going to be next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a little taste of my own medicine or advice here is just be open to what's going to happen. And um, I'm actually surprising my dad. Like I said, he's sick. So I never even expected him to make it to 40, but he's celebrating his 50th. In a couple days. So he doesn't know, but I'm surprising him and I'm going there for his birthday. So that was my my, you know, initial reason why I had to leave here. Okay. Um but it's it's now that's that decision was made months ago. That Mm -hmm. was, you know, maybe in June or so. And now that I've really settled in here and I've really made a family, um, yeah, every moment the last I'd say week or so has just—I've just been relishing and, you know, just really soaking it in. So I know I'll be back. Higante um, really has a way to just just hold space for people, and um, so I'll go home, and and see how I do with teaching in a studio.
0: Because that's what you have to do. You have to kind of go back to. Go I don't back, want to say the rat race, the grind, but you do have to go back to your home and. Yeah kind of get back into the yoga that you described earlier, which is where you don't necessarily get to be you completely, but you do get to still practice something you found a passion for at 14. Exactly. And then make a plan for your return or make a plan for the next step in life. And I think that, you know, what's the word you used again? Pro. Pronoia. Pronoia, like brilliant word. Because this has come up in so many past episodes, especially in the closing where, People describe, you know, I just did it or I just was open to what happened. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what we have to offer because that's all we have when we do give an explanation of why we do certain things. But I like how way you went through the, the soul, the sort of like socially ingrained paranoia of that life was always against us. Cause I had that for sure growing up. Like hey. I had the most, joyful moments in life be curbed by the fear that it was going to end any minute and I was either going to hurt myself because I was doing something probably dangerous (laughs) or that just life was going to check me because that's what life had always done before. It it couldn't be this good forever. It couldn't be this good, yeah. right. Until I started opening myself up to the possibilities and saying like, well, I'm still going to walk out there and do things that I know I need to have to do and see what happens. And then traveling with John, we talked about that in episode uh, 20 or episode 30 or 40, I believe, recently where, you know, him and I just put ourselves out there. We hitchhiked around the world with no money and we just really got to see what the world was about to offer us. And it was spectacular. And I never actually ever heard anybody describe it in the way that you just did, which is an interesting way to define and then embrace what they're. It's the opposite of being the paranoid person that many people are. The pro noy, be proactive. The Life has so much to offer you. Open up to it because yes. if you walk through the world with that open-armed sort of mentality, you will be embraced by right. millions of people and millions of opportunities every step of the way, just like you just described in your story. And I think it's as priceless in the way you described it. Thank you so much for bringing wow. that to our attention.
1: Thank you for having me. This is just so lovely to be able to you know just connect with somebody who just recognizes that you know and just and hopefully that people will recognize that too that man you can't help but just have hope you know and 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 just the strength to trust 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 you just have to keep rolling
0: Use your intuition.
1: Use your you know, intuition. Use you know? your street skills though. Still, you know, like, don't walk in the dark yourself. alleys at night yes. trying to buy
0: crack, thinking that it's all going to be all good. No, it's <laughs> not going to be all good.
1: Just like, <laughs> yo, know, treat yourself good. Know that there's good people still in this world. Yes, there's some darkness, and yes, in the world right now, there's a lot to be, you know, paranoid about. But there's also a lot to be pro noia about, and, and be positive, and just knowing that um, that there's there's a greater plan for everybody right you know? right and so going back home yeah it's going to definitely be a challenge but um i know i'm going to be back and i know i just gotta you know i think that <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is uh from ramdas he says if you think you're enlightened then go spend time with your family And it's so true. You know, I could be like the most zen person here in Higante. And then me, you know, going back to Cornwall, Ontario, just between Montreal and Ottawa, it's going to be challenging. I think the culture shock actually comes when you go back home and not when you leave home, you know, because you're just so open to everything Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're traveling. So I think the challenge will be, and it will be, um, an opportunity to grow and to become more enlightened is the patience of, yes, you know, a little bit of sacrifice has to come with, with big dreams, you know, and if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Fucking reach it, send it, get up there, you know, like, what do you really want? What do you really want? And if you, I just, on this retreat that I just did, I, uh, one of the first days was um, we did a death meditation, which is um, by Anna Forrest, and she's the founder of Forest Yoga. But she does this thing where she walks you with, you know, your eyes are closed, and you're walking moment into moment into moment to your death. So she starts with, these are your last 12 hours. Sure enough, you know, this is the last sunset you'll see. This is the last few breaths you'll take, let's say. And, um, then she starts to question you and you just sit there with your journal and you write it out. Um, so I was, I was walking my students through this meditation and a couple of the questions just right quick are something like, okay, you know, if these were your last 12 hours and you were only going to see one last sunset, what, what do you want to let go of how have you self-sabotaged the last for me 28 years of your life what can you really release that just doesn't serve you what's that shit that you just hang on to you know the next question was um what are your unfinished conversations you know what is something that you've been wanting to express that you're still sitting on you know and this is all pretty much it's all relative to tapping into our subconscious and one of the last questions was okay now that you know what really matters you know you've let go of this shit you've said your sorrows or if you're you've forgiven whoever you need to forgive what would you do with your last 12 hours you know what really matters to you and and i think that for me is it all stems back to radical self self-acceptance, loving yourself, just doing what it is that like lights you up, whatever that is, that could be flipping burgers. If that's what you're really passionate about, that's fine. It takes all kinds of people to make a world go round, right? Mm -hmm. You just, you just got to do what you know you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that going home is going to be a little bit of a test, but if what I'm really meant to do is to be back in the beautiful tropics of Nicaragua, then I will be. And if it's not, then I will follow that path too. Mm -hmm. You know, you just really need to just trust that the universe is conspiring in your favor. All those little gut instincts are not wrong. That's pretty much it, you know?
0: I mean, with those questions you just proposed, like obviously you've asked yourself, do you feel like sharing any of those that you came...
1: For sure, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, what were the ones you came to? So, what know?
1: came up for me? Uh, let's see. So, the first question was, um, "How do you self-sabotage?" Or, mm-hmm. "What are the th- limiting beliefs that you need to let go of?" And, and me was uh, just not loving myself enough to trust that I'm worthy of success, whatever that means to me.
0: It's a big one for a lot of us, of yeah, course, out there trying to strive and reach what we want.
1: We're all trying to make our own lives, you know, versus what we've adopted as norms or or success. Mm-hmm. Success isn't different for every individual. And so my limiting belief was that I wasn't worthy of the success that I thought was successful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and, and I'm doing that, being here, and, and leaving my family behind, which is really hard, you know, especially with with a father who's not, who's not well, but who understands that I'm a mover and a shaker and I Mm -hmm. need to, I need to do what I'm doing. He's always supported me. Um, and then secondly would be my, you know, my, my unfinished conversations was my, first of all, was my father, you know, just like, I guess not that he's ever really made me feel guilty about being where I am, but Mm -hmm. just I guess just having a conversation with him if I was on my deathbed, just to be like, Hey, like, yeah. life's short i right. 'm sorry we didn't have enough time, yeah. you know, yeah. and that was that and then and then, I guess just like what really matters to me, what mm-hmm. I really want to do is I want to help people find their peace and just find love, and everybody should hug instead of shaking hands, and you know like love should be natural to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I'm trying to spread. Um, and I, I'm really happy that I've been able to be supported in a community that's, that's also sharing, I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my values and that, because I never not hug every single person that I see. And oh. I know I've hugged you many yeah, times, like funny. every time I see everybody. Why not? Mm -hmm. What if that's the last time you see that person Mm -hmm. or or maybe they're having a horrible day, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they're self-sabotaging or or whatever. Like just, you know, paranoia, you know, all that hippie shit, but it's so true. (laughs) You know, you just
0: beautifully said, (laughs) we, um, I want to describe to the audience real quick what we're sitting in right now. We're sitting in a back room. It's a double bunk bed on the floor, tile floor. It's dirty as fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, there is a epidemic of pink eye going around, um, which has been located in this environment. In this room. <laughs> and we're just enjoying ourselves, and we're getting a tap at the door from the local bartender saying it's time to wrap it up. So, um, With that said, Mandy, I mean, you just imparted so many wise words upon us, and I appreciate you coming on this last-minute super-random, super-just sort of connected moment we shared where it's like, we got to do this right now. And you, and you brought it, you brought it tonight. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. Honestly, it was so lovely to just share and hopefully inspire, you know, like chase your shit, chase your dreams.
0: Cheers. Oh, and then one more thing, uh, your business. So if people can find you and talk to you more, come to your retreats. Where can oh you yeah,
1: you? yeah, totally. Um, so Mandy Dawn yoga, D-A-W-N yoga, um, Facebook, Instagram, And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be doing some retreats, uh, probably annually, definitely here in Nicaragua. Um, the locations might differ, but for now it will be at Aqua Wellness Resort. So on Instagram, they are at Aqua Wellness Resort. Beautiful place, such a dream, just a vortex of energy, really. Um, I couldn't have been more happy with the success and, and, um, the opening and the sharing of my retreats Just people felt really comfortable there. Um, and then yeah maybe maybe sharing uh, maybe sharing that yoga magic in, in Canada and the States but that's to be determined cool
0: much love thanks much for joining much love
1: by. thanks for sharing Ciao.
0: cheers thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects I hope this inspired you to think about your life situation where you're at and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life I hope these people that interview inspire you to go out spread your wings and try something new to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one but when in fact it's the perfect one for you and i'll see you next time